1: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.TV. All right, folks, thank you for coming back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.TV slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and we are reviewing, analyzing this lecture by Dr. James Giordano, a complete and total madman ladies and gentlemen if you ask me does this guy not sound sort of crazy to you he gets up in the morning he puts on his suit and he comes in there ready to perform ladies and gentlemen he loves this stuff he makes it sound like they are i mean i think his objective remember he's all about basically mind bending he's like a a hypnotist hypnotist Uh, he's like a Tony Robbins. He comes in there and he's got his speech ready to go. He knows how to manipulate these kids. And so I think he, he tries to come in there like he's on the set of uh, a Marvel movie. And, uh, that's like how he talks about science to these kids. He tries to keep them engaged. Ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do? I'm Dr. James Giordano, and so we are going to manipulate people's minds using psychedelic transferal medicational devices. I mean, that's like what he sounds like—transcranial stimulation helmet N three cubed over at my friend Dr. Bill Casper. Uh, he works over there on the neuronative neural networks, neuroscience, and neural. like, what are you, what are you trying to do here, folks? So he tries to make it seem almost uh, comical here, or like he's some sort of a a television character but um, we have to continue to listen to this because this is it folks this is mass mind control of what he's getting into admitting that our brains are the battlescape I gotta give it I gotta give it to uh, Alex Jones whatever you think of Alex Jones Uh, and I have my own theories folks in fact I tend to believe that he might be Bill Hicks Um, you know whether you think Alex has always been a disinfo agent, a misinfo agent, a controlled opposition, whatever it is. As I said in past shows, 95% of what disinfo agents say is true. They're just there to lead you in the wrong direction, or they're there to lead you back into the uh, uh, right-left paradigm. Or they're there to uh, sort of, like I showed you at the beginning of the show with the tweets, Right, so here's all the reasons to show that Anthony Fauci covered up a mistake. Well, everything they're going to show in there is 100% accurate, but the disinfo is right in the first sentence, saying that it was all Fauci's fault and it was a cover up on behalf of a, a mistake. And that's the disinformation, that's where it leads you astray. So it starts off with this false premise that it was all a mistake. And so that's what this guy's talking about, the ability to mind control. And I think it's very important to understand this because now you will start to realize what happened to Americans, the people we thought would stand up and fight side by side with us over the last two and a half years under COVID land, the high school theater production, a giant psychological operation. All right, let's continue folks.
0: It's the tools and techniques based upon the understanding and depth that we have that increases the granularity and specificity of effect and increases the sophistication and gravitas of outcome. The more we know about the brain, the more we can develop ever more selective agents to affect the structures and functions of the brain in cognition, emotion, and actions. And the more we can do so in a way that's more like sharpshooting rather than buckshotting. All right,
1: so there he's talking about basically being able to use a laser pointer to affect a specific part of the brain. The more they know about the brain, the more easily they can manipulate the brain. Of course, I told you he likes to dance around and use all these crazy adjectives, and he loves to use the word gravitas constantly over and over and over. I think he said it about seven times uh, during this lecture. Uh, and if I were there, I'd smack him upside the head and say, listen, speak in layman's terms to these cadets. They have no idea what you're saying here, pal. What are you, some beatnik poet at a poetry night trying to flow these words? These kids have to be asleep in this classroom, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's let him continue.
0: Respectively, drugs can be somewhat dirty. What I mean by that is they can have a host of adverse effects, some of them side effects, some of them direct effects. And very often what we'll find is that unless we're able to deliver the drugs directly to a particular site in the brain or elsewhere in the nervous system, they can have heterogeneity of effects throughout the body. That can lead us to some undesirable outcomes. But we don't need to be limited to drugs. No, no, no. We can also use a variety of computational brain-machine interfaces that are both closed.
1: No, 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 folks, you heard them. No, 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 no. We don't just have to rely on drugs. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We can use them in combination with brain-machine interfaces. Now, let me just point this out to you before we continue to listen and analyze what he is about to say here. What did I just spend the last several episodes talking about? The rollout of psychedelics, which, which I believe comes straight out of mk ultra mind control programs going back to the 1950s and 60s that we are rolling out psychedelics coupled with vr and ar headsets i showed you the latest apple vr ar headset that is supposed to be rolled out uh, within the next 12 months and so when you couple the AR, VR headset access point to the metaverse with the psychedelic drugs, you have effectively what he's talking about. Now, I eventually, when I have time, am going to do some research and try to prove, because I don't think I've any anyone else talk about this. If you have, send it to me and I'll try to get them on or I will use their work and credit them, that the VR and or AR headsets or the first iteration of the consumer version of the transcranial stimulation helmet and or the brain machine interface. But it won't be as, let's see, he mentioned yesterday, what did he call the brain? A transcranial neuro modulation device and he talked about that being planted in the head and then we also have the helmet which is the trans- uh, transcranial electronic stimulation helmet right which is the non-invasive uh the one without the surgery and so the ARVR headset as far as i'm concerned is probably the first iteration of the brain machine interface um and so that's probably going to grow into what will be the consumer side Uh, of this product that people can just put on without having to drill into their head. Maybe they figured out that there's only half the idiots out there in the world that will allow them to drill into their head. The other ones, they just have to give them the glasses. So let's see what he says here, because he's going to talk about coupling drugs with the BMI. Let's continue.
0: Dirty. What I mean by that is they can have a host of adverse effects, some of them side effects, some of them direct effects. And very often what we'll find is that unless we're able to deliver the drugs directly to a particular site in the brain or elsewhere in the nervous system, they can have heterogeneity of effects throughout the body, and that can lead us to some undesirable outcomes. But we don't need to be limited to drugs. No, no, no. No, 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 no! No, no, no! We
1: don't have to be limited to drugs. No, 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 no! All right, let's continue.
0: We can also use a variety of computational brain-machine interfaces that are both closed and open-loop, And these include things like transcranial magnetic and electrical stimulation, There we go.
1: The transcranial electronic stimulation helmets, folks. You thought I was kidding. Now, that's Dr. Charles Morgan III, as well as Dr. James Giordano, both mad scientists for the government, talking about the transcranial electronic stimulation helmets, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. Now, we are getting somewhere. The fine doctors of the United States government speak about the transcranial electronic stimulation helmet.
0: They can have heterogeneity of effects throughout the body, and that can lead us to some undesirable outcomes. But we don't need to be limited to drugs, no, no, no. We can also use a variety of computational brain-machine interfaces that are both closed and open-loop, and these include things like transcranial magnetic and electrical stimulation, stimulating the vagus nerve transdermally, or if you wanted to get somewhat more invasive but certainly more specific, brain-machine interfaces by virtue of deep brain and superficial brain implants okay so there you go so he just talked about
1: a wide range of mind control folks a wide range of mind control techniques from the implantable brain chip we're going to just say this in layman's terms for you because if you listen to this speech a couple of years ago this lecture i understand how you were quite confused but now we get into some interesting stuff folks yes 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 we do he's talking about Utilizing drugs, which will be in the form of psychedelics. Remember, this is four years ago. Talking about drugs, he's talking about implantable brain chips, and he's talking about helmets. That you put on top of your head. Now, put this into context with what is going on today at the Veterans Administration, where we have the guinea pigs, the people we play with, that we injure in war, we bring back here and we manipulate them. Oh, that's admitted to by doctors Peter Emanuel and Diane Deullius as we covered here at the and Gold Standard. So let's just take them, for instance, and they bring these guys back to the VA. They load them up with psychedelic ketamine, psilocybin mushrooms, and they strap on the VR headsets. And, oh, the VR headsets that are the access points to the metaverse of which they have admitted they needed Low latency, high-speed internet, so now they have a partnership with Verizon, who is wiring up all the VAs with high-speed 5G uh, networks so that they can have the veterans walking around with the VR goggles while they load them up with the psychedelics. And this guy, representing the DOD, representing DARPA, representing the state, representing the military, is standing here in front of the West Point Academy cadets at the Modern War Institute talking about, four years ago, this technology, this combination of drugs with brain interfaces, whether implantable or non-implantable, invasive or non-invasive, and he's speaking about it there, Talking about doing this to either, one, our good guys that we're going to turn into super, uh, super soldiers or the bad guys, and we are testing it on the veterans who they brought back who they injured in war. They brought them back with PTSD. They brought them back with missing limbs. And now they're loading them up with drugs, and they're wrapping these VR goggles around their head. I'm telling you, that's the first iteration of the transcranial electronic stimulation helmet. And we are testing it out on our own guinea pigs right here in the United States. And no one, as far as I know, has connected these dots and is talking about it. So give yourself a pat on the back If you stuck with the dust and gold standard because we're uncovering real bits of intelligence in real time using publicly available information but analyzing it in context to other pieces of publicly available information and putting it all together and let's see what dr james Diordano continues to unveil when we get back from this break because folks there is a lot more we are going to learn from this mad scientist this frankenstein doctor in fact this guy is actually a frankenstein monster to be honest a monster doctor ladies and gentlemen when we get back we will continue i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv We are back from the break. I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Folks, you heard it right out of the mad scientist's mouth. They can manipulate you with a transcranial stimulation helmet. But they can be much more accurate in that manipulation if they can implant one inside your brain, which is, uh, 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 which is exactly what he is about to get into. So let's pick up right where we left off.
0: And I shall tell you that one of the leading projects in developing state-of-the-art brain implants is a DARPA-funded project aimed at the medical side for the treatment of neurological and neuropsychiatric spectrum disorders. And this program is called SUBNETS, Systems-Based Neurotechnologies for Emerging Therapies. But you also need to appreciate is that that DARPA program, like any program that is oriented towards engaging brain function to then alter those functions in certain ways, directional ways, can be harnessed for what's called dual use. Medical purposes that are then depurposed to medicine and used for other agenda, inclusive of warfighter enablement and enhancement. You hear what he just said?
1: Exactly what I've told you in many, many episodes. That if you believe that they are developing these technologies, whether in the quote-unquote private sector, academia, or in the government, for the purpose of helping your grandmother or repairing your great uncle's uh, you know his hip broke he no longer has use of his leg they are using those people as the guinea pigs and the ultimate goal is that they are going to utilize this technology for themselves and so that's what he just said dual purpose so they'll develop it inside of DARPA for medical purposes but then it's going to be used as he's talking about for cyborg soldiers which I believe the end goal is that these quacks are going to use this type of technology this transhumanist technology on themselves in their quest for Immortality and to live life as some sort of a robot god. All right, let's continue.
0: Furthermore, we understand that there are a number of nations outside the United States, some of whom are allied, others that are at least competitive, if not combative, that are engaged in these types of programs, looking at the capability for transcranial and deep intracranial modulation of brain function to improve the functional performance of military and intelligence operators across a range of viable missional tasks.
1: Okay, so he's now saying we have enemies out there that are developing the implantable and then the helmet to use for their warfighters. So all these other countries are developing cyborg soldiers. We better do it. That's where that
0: comes from. We are not alone in these pursuits, and I think that's something that needs to be appreciated, but it's not just a question of what we can do to our own. Because very often in raising these questions, we tend to what I call err on the side of moral probity and we recognize that there are particular limitations, limits, boundaries, thresholds that cannot and perhaps should not be crossed in terms of what we can do. And if we intend to cross them, we only cross them with consent and that consent is highly contingent upon the necessity of a continuity of research and clinical care.
1: Okay, so now he's saying, uh, well, there's certain things we here in the United States can do based on our current culture and our set of ethics and morals and principles and values and such, and we should only cross those limits with the consent of the person who we are about to manipulate. Of course, when you go back in time, not very long ago, in the history of the United States, we have MKUltra, which we've explained pretty much in depth here there's a lot more To it, a lot more side stories. We're going to eventually get back to that. But in in the end, we were running experiments without people's consent, using LSD to break their minds, and then we went overseas where we could get around U.S. law, which I don't think even matters to these people anymore. And we were actually mind breaking and killing people in secret prisons we set up torture chambers in Europe and East Asia. So the United States has no problem breaking the ethical boundaries that these folks pretend we have. And you don't think for a second that old Dr. James Giordano is going to get up in front of the West Point Academy on a video that who only knows why they released this to the public and is going to say, we violate these rules all the time. No, they have to pretend that the stuff that they're doing is completely normal and ethical. And they do that by pretending that they won't cross some fictitious ethical boundary in which everything they're doing is crossing and ethical boundary everything they're doing is about the merger of man and machine transhumanism anti-humanism post-humanism no more humans the engineering of humanity out of existence but no 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 he will tell you that there's some ethical boundary that they can't cross unless they have the consent of the person who they're about to turn into a frankenstein doctor all right let's continue folks
0: understanding what happens to the individual once they've been enabled and enhanced and what may happen when they're no longer enabled and enhanced, in other words, more colloquially, when Superman goes back to being Clark Kent, what happens to Clark becomes the burden and obligation of our responsibility. However, those ethics...
1: All right, we heard some of that in the conversation with Dr. Peter Emanuel and Diane de Ulias, okay? We heard that conversation. The beginning of the ethical conversation about them giving you superpowers and then taking your superpowers away. That's a good way he put it, when Clark, uh, when uh, Superman goes back to being Clark Kent. All right, we'll hear this in future conversations. We're going to analyze on the ethics of this, but you're going to see how much of a joke the ethics is because the people running the ethics boards have already said this stuff is inevitable. So the discussion on the ethics behind creating cyborg transhumans, it's already settled. They already said they're going forward with it. It's impossible to stop it. All right, let's continue.
0: Are not homogeneous on the world stage. And the idea of pushing the envelope of what can be done to the combat warfighter and intelligence operator and perhaps more broadly to those individuals who may oppose particular regimes and or maybe military fighters against your own regime is very often bounded by and in some cases deconstricted by philosophies, cultures and ethics of those individuals who may be competitive if not combative to us. So in other words, this can also be weaponized against others. And this is where we get into the idea of novel neuro weapons once again this is not necessarily new but the momentum of this dimension of the field has accelerated as a consequence of increased understanding of the brain and increased capability to develop tools and techniques to access and affect the brain
1: okay so now what he's talking about is no longer on the side of uh, let's say, utilizing this neuroscience, brain science, the drugs, the implantable brain chips, the stimulation helmets, To build a cyborg soldier for your team, for your side, he's now going to talk about how to use some of this neurosciences, brain science, to hack the mind of the enemy. So, in this particular case, I say the enemy is us, me and you. Not North Korea, not Russia, not China. Me and you. The people who stand up, who speak out against the state, against government. We are the enemy, so let's see what he's talking about
0: he can do
1: to the enemy.
0: So what are we seeing here? Well, take a look. We see close neuropharmaceuticals and organic toxins. What's new about this is the close nature of this. Increasingly, we're not seeing these things as weapons of mass destruction against gross aspects of the population. Although, certainly, many neuroweapons weapons such as sarin gas and VX and other forms of neurotoxic agents can be leveraged against large groups of people, but that's messy. More specifically, perhaps, might be targeting individuals on a level that allows either direct attribution or covert engagement with non-attribution. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Okay, so
1: he's going to talk about now, if you, if you uh, missed that and didn't pick it up, because he's using his uh, sort of his um, trickery there. But he's talking about, you can take some of these drugs, uh, some of these bioweapons and dump them on a whole city of people and just kill everybody, but it's messy. And now he's gonna talk about the ability to target an individual or group of people utilizing these bioweapons. Let's continue.
0: So this gentleman is the leader of some group, a political group, a social group, a combative group, And under the veil of a white flag, he and I are now to have some kind of a caucus, a meeting. And during that meeting, what I do is I lace the rim of his drink or his pen or his seat or something in his immediate environment with very, very low-dose drug or toxins that are going to affect his stability. They may affect the way his brain works. And as a consequence of that, they can affect the functions of his brain.
1: All right, so uh, let me just tell you, I mean, not that this really matters. We're dealing with monsters here. But the example that he chooses to give, uh, that Dr. James Giordano chooses to give, is that you, or him, he is meeting with his enemy under the banner of a white flag, meaning the person is willing to sit down and have a discussion. And yet he is going to slip him some kind of poison. Okay, well... Think about all of us in the form of an enemy. They meet you under the banner of a white flag to be tested, to get antibodies, I don't know, to get your hydrochloroquine whatever it may be, your jab, your vaccine, under the cover of the banner of the white flag, the white flag of the doctors and nurses, and while you're there, they slip you a poison. I'm just laying out another example, folks. I'm not saying they poisoned you. All right, I roll that back. Just listen to it one more time.
0: ...engagement with non-attribution. Let me give you an example of what I mean. So this gentleman is the leader of some group, a political group, a social group, a combative group, and under the veil of a white flag, he and I are now to have some kind of a caucus, a meeting. And during that meeting, what I do is I lace the rim of his drink or his pen or his seat or something in his immediate environment with very, very low-dose drug or toxins that are going to affect his stability. They may affect the way his brain works. And as a consequence of that, they can affect the functions of his brain, his thought patterns, his relative emotionality, and the behaviors that go along with that. One of two things might happen, he might be completely incapacitated as a consequence of this, or he may change his level of capacity and engagement so that he went into the meeting thinking, I hate this guy, this guy's my enemy. He walks out of the meeting going, I love this guy, this guy's great. Now what could happen? If in fact this is a gentleman who has charismatic, financial, elected, or dictatorial power, it may be that his followers will then follow him blindly. He came into the meeting as a leader of those followers who were bellicose, who were volatile, who were violent and aggressive. He comes out of the meeting, and he tells them to change their behaviors, and they do. Or I could sever the trust. By now he leaves this, this meeting, he's espousing a very different philosophical stance and orientation, and his followers no longer adhere to his precepts, his tenets, or his lead, and I fractured the relative arrangement of trust engagement capability that he fostered
1: now listen to me listen to me because this is really important you've heard me talk about president trump before okay and i know on this show at least the people that came over from pain.tv who uh, joined us over at pain.tv slash go The people who have been listening to the Thomas Payne podcast the last couple of years, who maybe followed truepundit.com, Mike's previous website that he built up uh, starting back during the Trump campaign of 2015. And so you know my thoughts on President Trump. And I'm not saying this is the case, okay? I'm not saying that President Trump was ever on our side. I don't know if he was ever on his side. We don't know who is actually on our side and against us. You don't know what people really hold inside their hearts. At the end of the day, I try to give you bits and pieces of my life, my history, where I came from, what got me involved with politics, my upbringing, who my father was, the things that shaped me and my worldview, And that helps me build trust with you. And hopefully you end up trusting me to vet this information, you trust my opinion, my analysis. So, you never really know though what's in someone's heart. I don't know if President Trump ever cared. I don't know if he was just a narcissist. I don't know if he was on board with the bad guys and his job was to screw us over from the beginning. He was just a Trojan horse. I don't know. There were stories that the generals came to him and told him he was going to save America. Maybe that happened. But maybe they were actually playing him. Maybe he was actually a useful idiot. And they came to him and they said, we're going to save you. But the generals, maybe General Flynn was actually a spy there to set Trump up, get him in. It was never supposed to be Hillary. It was going to be Trump. And then they used Trump and they manipulated him the entire presidency to the point in which he was then stuck with COVID-19. They got him to go out there. They got him to promote the vaccine, maybe all against his will. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they drugged him. Maybe he is not acting as the Trump that he was before. Not saying that Trump was ever our friend or he was ever 100% transparent or honest. He could have just been someone who was an opportunist. And so these generals, these spooks, these intelligence agents, people that are trained by people like James Giordano, Charles Morgan III, Dr. Peter Emanuel, you know, maybe they manipulated him, brought him in, and he was a useful idiot. But there were times throughout President Trump's presidency, again, I'm not saying he's a good guy because of this, but I am saying there were times throughout his presidency and I studied him to the T the first two years he was in office. Actually, the year leading up to it and then the first two. Because I had that comedy business I've told you about, and I used to do a Trump impression, and so I studied him all the time i would go on podcasts dressed up like him or do voices of him and i saw him change and i saw times where president trump came out and he seemed to be completely different than he was 20 minutes ago or 30 minutes ago he would change his mind on issues float back and forth and now you have someone like dr james giordano very influential wields power with this in uh, within this intelligence science neurotech community he sits on boards committees works with darpa works with different government agencies how do you know a guy like him or dr charles morgan iii didn't develop some sort of drug that they slipped to someone like let's say let's just say it was president trump it would be very easy to do obviously they bring him his food it's just some spook embedded in the secret service which is what just a bunch of spooks anyway and so they bring him a drink he doesn't drink oh does he drink diet coke or something or coke they bring him a drink and it's in there and before you know it they get him to change and twist and turn and manipulate him so i'm just showing you how easily this could be done At the same time, folks, at the same time, they're about to roll out mind-altering drugs. They already have them. I mean, the big pharmaceutical drugs like Adderall are mind-altering drugs, but now they're going to load it up with even worse mind-altering drugs, the psychedelics like ketamine, psilocybin and the rest of that stuff that they're about to roll out on the masses. And so we covered that for a reason because now you're hearing Dr. James Giordano confirm this stuff, how they are playing with and manipulating the minds of our soldiers and our supposed enemies. When at the end of the day, folks, I'm telling you, we are the enemy. There is no reason to believe that this government loves us in any way whatsoever. Ever. They hold you up at gunpoint every April 15th and take your money. If you're someone who works hard, they take your money from you with the threat of taking away your property, taking your bank account, making you homeless, throwing you out on the street with your kids and your wife or your husband, or whatever it may be. This government does not love you. And now you have one of the mad scientists admitting to so much of the stuff that we talked about here that was my opinion here is all coming to fruition through the words of Dr. James Ciordano. And then on top of it, he's talking about drugging their enemies. I mean, this is outrageous stuff, folks. And when we get back tomorrow on episode 67, I'm going to jump right into this. And then I have something planned for the second hour of... The show that hopefully will happen and uh, we'll see if that comes together but hopefully it does but as i was saying earlier folks someone like Alex Jones talked about this being an information war. And he was right about it being an information war, but it's even worse than that, folks. It is a mind war. This is a war for your mind, but these guys are going to hack it. They're going to control it. They are going to steal it from you. And if they can't do that, they're going to just do what Sidney Gottlieb worked on, which is to break it and drive you into complete insanity ladies and gentlemen I am Dustin Gold, this is the Dustin Gold Standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold
0: The Matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being
1: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv Join the discussion